Geek Shock. Geek Shock. I have been pinching the pennies. <laughs> You've been pinching the pennies? Pinching the pennies. Pinching JT pennies. <laughs> Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock number 130. I am Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. Ladies, Jeff. Commander K. And Jess Michael. And we're here to talk Weekend Geek, gentlemen. 130. Wow. Yeah. We hit the 130 mark today. Look at us. It seems like just yesterday we did the 100 and the yeah. flew on by. Ever-moving machine. Like, what did you do, Geeky, this week, gentlemen? I played D&D, and I know you guys do that all the time. That was D&D. I, &D. I don't know what you were playing. Microlite. It's <laughs> Microlite D20. That's close. That wasn't D&D. Whatever do you mean, Todd? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I haven't played in like three years, so it was awesome to get down with a group of role players and, and do some stuff. Thank you, Kirsten, for uh, for hosting us. Hey, man. Thanks was, for joining. Was that was actually it was just out of the blue random comment, and you were like, yeah, sure, I'll play. And I'm like, whoa. Went from weeks of begging for more players to all of a sudden the table was overflowing with people. Yeah, then, then Aha, had, the tables have turned more. when you command a yeah, K. More even came in. Yeah, yeah. Fact check Andy showed up. and With uh, potential for more. Yeah, actually. It's crazy. It's insane. It's insane. That's good. You know, you've got people that can step in and out or whatever. Yep. And uh, people who want to kill other people. <laughs> we, need to work on our, we need to work on our group dynamic, definitely. Yeah, was, definitely uh, wow. We're not a group yet. Oh, boy. We just met. That's quite obvious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is this another one like everybody thinks Torgo's evil, so they all want to kill No, no. Oh. In fact, know, so far, I'm a very upstanding citizen. Yes. I don't buy it. <laughs> but he's doing. But but he's the upstanding citizen where everyone else is kind of on the shadier side. So yeah, I see. Yeah. So True. he's still against everybody else. Yeah. Is what is what's turning out. Turning out. <laughs> the, the old anti-hero. I'm the good guy thing. against everybody else's bad <laughs> guy. Yep. That's true, but that was fun, and it's really neat because we're just we're working on totally improvising the campaign and just just pulling it out one thread at a time. And we, I've already figured out what the what is going on in this little plot we've hatched. So that's nice. cool. Excellent. Yep. Well, so. I have to say, it's the first time in an age where I've played a game where everybody just didn't start together with some thrown together basic story of how everyone met, but where it flowed organically, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like to start it that way, and it's uh, I try to avoid the whole. All right, you're all minions of so-and-so who just happened to be killed. So you don't have a so-and-so leading you anymore. Damn, I want some minions. Yeah, well, you you got to harvest minions. minions, man. You have to seed them and I like, water them. I like those Andy's candies. Those are my favorite minions. <laughs> I like the Facebook app, Minions. Kirsten needs wait, more minions. Wait, Help Kirsten get minions. Those are mints. <laughs> Not minions. Can I, can I maybe get some of those minions like they have on Despicable Me? The I little, love those the guys. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You just like what? They're adorable. Those, right? They're adorable. I think so. I think they grow in a lab somewhere. Adorable yeah, minions. We need a lab first. All minions should be adorable. The Facebook app for kids. Well, well, because if you had a lab, Torgo would have uh, all his art supplies all over it. Right. There, you know what? You've got an excellent point. <laughs> I would. That's true. I would paint your minion lab. <laughs> if we ever move into a bigger place, I'm going to have like a room just for him. It's like all your stuff stays in this room. <laughs> what a house just for me. Yeah, there you go. The Torgo <laughs> wing. If we ever move to a bigger place, you're going to get your own house. <laughs> <laughs> 
The Torgo. <laughs> one of those steel steel structure buildings they sell on TV yeah. all the time. Put that on the back with one of those in-window air conditioners. Like, there you go. Yeah, that's basically this what we're going to be. This is your space. Houses across from each other at this point. That's what it'll be. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> with a rainbow bridge. Yes. A rainbow bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That could work. And a big buff black guy in gold armor standing in between. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched that you again. You cannot pass. He's so good in Jeff. everything he does. You know what? It uh, He owned that so well yeah. that I was like, I don't give a shit about the whole skin issue. Because well, who, why would you fucking, care? Yeah. <clears throat> well, there's oh, the Norse connection. Norse? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he owned it, the part so well that it rendered everything moot. Yeah, I just, he's amazing. It was, like, it was awesome. He's he perfect. He's got I want him to have his own. I want, you know. Have you seen Luther, his series that he in the BBC? No. He's I'm a familiar detective. With it. I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. See it. I yeah. mean, of course, in The Wire, it's a... Idris Alba, is that how you say his name? Al- is it I don't know. Oh, Idris Alba. Yeah, yeah it's Idris Alba. One Alba. Idris Alba. Why did I say Alba? Idris Alba. No, he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, he was. But that series Luther is great. I want to see him do something fantasy. I just want to see him with a sword wading through a whole bunch of. Well, he might show shit. up in Avengers. They might. Hopefully. Definitely Thor 2, more than likely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've got to open cool. the bridge back up. So. If they're doing a Thor 2. God, Avengers they're doing is a Thor so two. close oh, good. now. Yeah. That's I was just official. thinking about that. Yeah, Avengers is right around the corner. Yeah. Yes, yep. it is. It's happening. I can't well, then again, it's so really is Star happening. Wars 3D. Yeah, well, <laughs> you no, can't nobody stop really that from cares happening. That Every one. time that commercial comes on, I'm like, oh, I hate myself. But it's going to be gonna fine. Go see it? It's going to do great. I don't know. Maybe. I'm no. Sure. Oh, yes, you are. It's a thing. I will you go are. see Phantom thing. Menace. Or no. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! What we're talking about. Freudian. 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 Attack of the Clones. Freudian. Yeah, yeah, Attack of the Clones, I definitely want to see for the I'll, opening. I'll go see that. That opening is going to be interesting. Yeah, balls. I'd say of the three, that was my favorite. Go for the first 30 minutes and then walk out of the theater. It's like, I'm done. Just, yeah. well, you know how they do it. All the compressed showings, you just hop from theater to theater, watching that 30 minutes over and over again. It does have the best and worst elements of that entire trilogy in that film because that's where the goddamn quote-unquote love story is that's true with the floating pears and the jumping on a wild you're breaking my heart crash landing a piece of a star destroyer on a giant fucking runway that just happens to be wide enough and long enough for them to to crash land on yeah you know i mean that really taxed my whole belief in the star wars universe (laughs) (laughs) i was really behind the force and death stars and hyperspace but that landing i was like lucas You've gone too far. <laughs> Allow me to give you a trampoline in front of your shark tank to aid you in your leaping ass clown. And we will put you in a nuke and drop it on the trampoline so it goes over the shark tank. You've clearly lost your vision. <laughs> Where a little gopher will stick its head up and go... If there were any midichlorians in you, they have left via evacuation of your bowels. <laughs> did you Did you guys read you that? You just that shit the force. There was, a, there was an interview with Lucas where he was told that Spielberg actually, you know, had stood, st- stood up and said, guys, quit razzing Lucas about nuke the fridge. That was my idea. You can get angry, get angry at me. I did the nuke the fridge. No, I hadn't heard that. And Lucas was like, in the interview with the interview mutation that, Lucas was like, mm, no. That is, Steve's nice. He's just protecting me. That was my idea. <laughs> and then, then he, wow. he, he actually says, Steve fought against it. 
and I got a hold of uh, some tech people and we got a whole little packet together proving that if you had the fridge lead-lined and if the blast occurred this way and the trajectory was just like this, you could actually survive. And I presented that all to Steven and I convinced him to keep put it in there. But uh, yeah, that was mine. That was not Steven's. I mean, that, that of was, course it was his. Bad of course it was his. So of course it was, it really was funny. his. He destroyed Star Wars. <laughs> Why wouldn't he wreck a fucking refrigerator? He's insane. He's insane. <laughs> He's out of his goddamn mind. Well, did you, got, did you see the red letter media on the on Crystal Skull? Todd no. I watched that the other day. Hilarious and oh my god, so poignant. Yeah, I can't wait. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. That movie is ball sack too. <laughs> god damn, that movie's terrible. <laughs> that I feel so. I was so angry. I dragged my wife to that, and she fell asleep. And I was just like, <laughs> "This is not Indiana Jones. I don't know no. what's going on up there, but it's not Indiana Jones." I, I think. Uh, it's a Le- bunch of monkeys. Red Letter really nailed it in saying that this is the only Indiana Jones movie where he doesn't murder anybody. Yeah, well, yeah, and, yeah, well, and that, one, he's like, he's one like, guy, you never which feel maybe, like the character. Does he run over you? Yeah, we don't doesn't he? No, the the Blogart guy. Uh, spoiler. Oh yeah, Blogart the Blogart guy. guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the Blogart. You know the guy. The reverse, the reverse Gogurt, the Blogart. You had to share it with a friend. One end is for blowing, and one end is for sucking. Oh, hey, you want your Blogart on the run? Blow it in my mouth. Blow that blogger right off me, son. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Was the only possible death. Mm, Direct direct death. There were people that died, but there was people die in blogger accidents all the time. (laughs) This shit ain't safe. They even point that out on Red Light. Makes people choke. Well, there are darts on both ends of the dart. I mean, (laughs) he's like he blows it back into him, and suddenly he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, normally put the 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 poison on the tip of the dart. How did the dart (laughs) go turn around backwards or something like that? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. stupid like that. He's all. (laughs) Well, I mean, I mean, if he was choking, it would be one thing. It'd be rough. Blogert. (laughs) Hey, the other geek thing I did last week, I actually did a couple weeks ago, but it dropped last week, was uh, the episode of Geek Fights that I appeared on. Ah, nice. Um, What was the topic? uh, Best Comic Creator. Okay. And uh, uh, it was actually, it was really cool because all of us knew our comics creators, and Geek Fights gets kind of zany. It gets kind of wacky. You know, it's the show where one Star Wars versus Star Trek, I think, uh, itchy ended up winning. Um, itchy Chewbacca's father. But really? in he this won one, what? He he won like uh, um, the dick prize, uh, the most most dangerous <laughs> or most the, dangerous. Some most uh, yeah, you know, most who, who would win in a fight? Most dangerous. Oh, what? Itchy. It makes but, me want to hear the episode. I'll yeah, say I know. That. Well, it, yeah, that one I didn't participate in. Oh, that reminds say. me of that stupid Starship Smackdown they used to have at Comic Con. Oh, but anyway, this one <laughs> was actually we actually got into a fairly serious discussion of comics creators oh, that's and cool. best comic creator, and it is their longest. So if you do go to listen to it. You'll listen to it in chunks because it's a three-hour cast. Oh, wow. A three-hour three cast. We go, we actually, it you'll was actually a, thing a, or two a very cool discussion. And uh, actually, yeah, you'll learn a bit of comics history because we all had our personal Did favorites. Did Bendis win? Know. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, I don't want to spoil this. Spoiler alert, No. <laughs> no. Uh, actually, it, it's actually funny. I'm kind of, I'm kind of proud, but that's all I'll say. Okay. okay. All right. 
Fair enough. Get a Dark Horse yeah. in there. Fair enough. Was but, it in uh, fact Dark Horse Comics? <laughs> <laughs> Dark Horse Comics won. <laughs> Who would have saw that coming? So, but uh, give it a listen if you get a chance. Stop by Geek Fights, best comics creator. Yes, and they uh, they just recently cross posted our episode saying they don't know why they've never done it before, but watch these guys if you like us. So yeah. thank, oh, thanks, nice. guys, for uh, thanks for so the, uh, appreciate the press for the, the well after promotion. my second appearance. I think they kind of like. I guess we better acknowledge these guys. <laughs> so these douche machines. <laughs> These DBs that are giving us a bad name. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else before we begin news, gentlemen? Geeky. Uh, uh, I read my read my Nova comics again. Uh, Nova. Got back, got back into Nova. Yeah, that new Nova ah, stuff's Nova. cool. Nova. Is it? I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I think that's about it. Who did, what, Nova? Nova. You don't like Nova? Well, wait, Nova. Nova. Nova Robotics? No, the... The, the Mar- uh, Marvel's Marvel? Nova? Marvel's Nova, yeah. Nova, really? the PBS series yeah. about science? You, wow. You like, you like Nova? Uh, I remember Nova from way back when it first came out. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I knew him way back in the day on a couple of Spider-Man crossovers mm-hmm. when I was a kid. But uh, this new reincarnation of him is quite good. Ah. I've always enjoyed the character. I mean, it's a, it's a better Green Green Lantern, if you ask me. I was uh, I was getting into uh, the <laughs> Annihilators, that whole Silver Surfer, yes. Gladiator, Ronan the Accuser, Beta Ray Bill. Mm-hmm. I love Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, sounds so. of love. Yeah. No, there's there's something there's something special about uh, the metaphysical outer space crazy Marvel stuff. Yes. You know, there's really that's true. Gee whiz, Paul, you happen to harken back to one of my arguments in the Geeks Fights oh, episode okay. of great <laughs> comics creators. But you really don't have to. You know, there's not a whole lot of baggage necessarily, oh, and no. anything goes. You can start up a story and just go. Okay, guess yep. what? Here's what's happening. Yeah. Oh, cool. And you know, go go for a. Two, a two-issue arc can be wonderful. Yeah. You know, once you get out there in the depths of space. I love that cosmic to, stuff. And it's yeah. really interesting because you're right. Marvel's is very freeform. Yeah. You think of DC's cosmic stuff, and it is so heavily laden with uh, Krypton being destroyed. That's just it. For, for some reason, that's always no, there, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, you and can't of course, the Green Lantern Corps. You can't space in DC without yeah. running into a piece of kryptonite. Right. <laughs> you know? And then, and like then how big was this the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. So, but uh, but Marvel's is very fluid. Not to mention the planet somehow exploded. Fluid. Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's like... <laughs> it wasn't absorbed by a supernova or anything. <laughs> well, it didn't explode. Yeah. By George Lucas. <laughs> this... Uh, <laughs> this uh, yeah, this storyline, like, Nova's been taken to the very edge of the universe. And it's like, so, again, it's like, what's out there? The and what? Uh, and DC has already told you what's out there. Marvel goes, well, there's just weirdness going down. And there's a black, <laughs> and there's a black abyss, and there's a, and there's a fiery, fiery tornadoes of energy. And, and, and there's just, you know, uh, we don't know what's up. But DC, there's a wall out in space. That's right. <laughs> there's the a great uh, barrier? Yes, there's a <laughs> yeah. fucking wall. Give me a break. They stole that from Star Trek. What? A wall? A wall? With a wall? A wall of energy or an actual physical wall? Brick. It's brick. A planar surface. Are you talking about the? You're not talking about the source, are you? From the the new gods with all the all the people up against the beam shooting out of their eyes. That's what I'm seeing. Is like a it's a bunch. It's made up a bunch of critters. Yeah. People who tried to touch the sword. It ain't okay. necessarily people. No, I, that I, well, beings. Critters. Critters is what I remember yeah. seeing. Well, <laughs> it, it also could be a different wall. But And it's funny. We were talking about <laughs> Nova, and all of a sudden we're talking about D.C., we're arguing over a subject neither of us really cares about. <laughs> Mr. DC creator, 
tear down this bullshit <laughs> space <laughs> ball. <laughs> I guess I should correct that. It was Great Galactic Barrier that was in the Star Trek original series. Yeah. Because yeah, you want the, to get great, right. the Great Barrier was Star Trek Five. Yeah. The Great Barrier. That was at the center. That was at the center. Yeah. In Star Trek, came. the Great Galactic Barrier was on yeah. the. And the have outer you been seeing? Have you been barrier. seeing shit on the Science Channel and all that about the center of the galaxy? How they think that there might be a black hole? There's or like or a, at least there's a, like a, a black a hole. They uh, they they uh, 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 calculate is four million times the mass of a sun. And they say it has to be a black hole because of the 30 or so stellar objects that are orbiting that center. Their orbit, and they actually have tracked the frickin' orbits. Yeah. And they're saying the orbits are too small for a 4 million times the size of the sun. So mm. the mass is correct, but the size has to be really small to account mm -hmm. for the orbits, which kind right. of proves the whole uh -huh. black hole in the first place. And it's... Really freaky, weird. Well, yeah. going, going back to the previous point. Uh, in, <laughs> oh, I'm in, sorry, Paul. In Star Trek, in Star Trek, the Great Barrier refers to any prophylactic that James Kirk uses. <laughs> he uses prophylactics? It didn't that's, always work. Because that's the Great Barrier. No, he is the space seed. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say. I thought, <laughs> But he only had the one kid that he knows of. That he knows, that he knows of. Yeah. There of. you yeah. go. <laughs> How many ladies did he bone? Do we have a calculation? On actually, it? oh, it's really funny. To. Some pe some geeks have, uh, have, and you actually have a point. There are some geeks who said, you know, it's not as many as you think. Yeah, really. I mean, he he got he got to kissing. Yeah. And maybe some of those ladies get the pregnant in the of mouth. The lips. Pregnant <laughs> in the mouth. <laughs> you know? There could totally be aliens who get pregnant in the mouth. Mouth like, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. She, oh. <laughs> she, she, Is that a show, she shows oh. up. Oh my God. Uh, do you have the mumps? What's wrong? <laughs> no, I've got your baby in my mouth. <laughs> I got a mouth full of your babies. What the hell? How does that happen? You just, uh, uh, have a, have a baby in the mouth. Oh, boy, here comes. <laughs> Daddy. Oh, no, I, I can't take. Oh, fatherhood. Uh, mouth fatherhood is gross. I want no part of it. Motherhood. I'm leaving you. Scotty, beat me up. Scotty, beat me up. I don't want to be a mouth dad. James Kirk, drop dead beat mouth dad from space. I'm James Kirk. I'm a deadbeat mouth dad. I've stopped supporting my mouth babies. I didn't know I was boom, putting them all over the world in space. <laughs> uh, uh. There was a time when you could just uh, shoot one off down some gal's throat and not have to think about it twice. But now, mouth babies. <laughs> this PSA brought to you by... Deadbeat mouth baby dance. <laughs> Speaking of original series, did anybody see George Decay is going to be on The Celebrity Apprentice this this season? Nice. No, I missed Whoa. that. Yeah, jo oh uh, George Decay, Arsenio Hall, Penn Jillette, Debbie Gibson. I just saw the commercial yesterday, and I'm like, what? It, it kind of forces me to tune in. I think. I know, and yeah. it's like, it's like I, I don't want to give Donald Trump any ratings at all but i'm also intrigued by the that's, current that's like television um, my show was huge <laughs> huge <laughs> everyone well, watches Maddie my D show said they don't count it if you dvr and watch it 
after three days. Okay. So, so just give it three days. Give it three days. Watch yeah. like the... And then you won't Wait, wait till you get to the boardroom stuff and then just fast forward through it. Let that <laughs> turd pie cool on the windowsill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <bye. laughs> Yes. Then, then oh take my. a tepid bite. <laughs> <laughs> that can only bring us to news you don't give a shit about. Uh, indeed. Was that still stuff geeky we did? Yeah, I, was, uh, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Uh, this is from a public uh, relations release. Oh, PR boy. sheet. Columbia Pictures, Happy Madison, and Hasbro Incorporated are in final talks to develop Candyland. Mm, a live-action movie based on the best-selling Hasbro board game with Adam Sandler attached to Star. Of course. Well, yeah, if it's Happy Madison. Then it's... Yeah. Uh, Kevin uh, Lima of Enchanted fame is attached to direct the project for the studio with Sandler and Robert Smigel. Enchanted was good. Smigel's on Robert Smigel? Really? It would be funny. They're in talks to write the screenplay. <gasps> it might be funny. Well, the screenplay will probably be funny. The movie. <laughs> Everybody cautiously <laughs> optimistic. Quote, the creative talent on board of this movie is amazing, and we are excited to bring alive the world of Candyland for kids and families everywhere, Hasbro president Brian Goldner said. Uh, Sony Columbia has been a wonderful creative partner as we develop another of our games, Risk, for the big screen. Risk is our business. We are looking forward to working with Sony Columbia and Adam Sandler and his team at Happy Madison Productions on this film. Uh, Candyland is one of the most beloved and best-known games of all time. Created in 1949, it has been played by generations of families. In the game, players go on a magical journey through fantastical lands made of candy, sweets, and ice cream. The Peppermint Forest, the Gumdrop Mountains, and the Lollipop Woods. Along the way, players encounter such iconic characters as Princess Frostine, Lord Licorice, Mr. Mint, and King Candy. And that's also from the PR sheet. I don't remember these iconic I, characters. I don't either. Is that maybe a later edition that was... How can like you forget Lord Rickerish? Lord Rickerish is the best one ever. What? Hi, I'm a Lord Rickerish. Have a drink, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Would you like a Rick of my Rickerish? <laughs> is Where it is on Thursday, you'll get your payback. It's Dickerishish. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's delicious. Have a Rick <laughs> of my Rickerish. I'm Lord Rickerish. You guys remember that video loop that was at the experience that had the risk lion in it? Yes. Did I, you ever? I, there were times where I would get home, like trying to fall asleep, and I swear to God that speech was just like echoing in my head from hearing it like a hundred times that day. Well, oh, yeah. the part I always heard was, that's why we're aboard her. Yeah, yeah, yeah that part. Oh, yeah, Jimbo. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> that, see, that's why there's no great barrier, because risk is his risk. business. Yeah. Risk is our business. And that's why I put, put my the dick in her mouth. mouth. And he had the mouth. <laughs> that's why I have a mouth, baby. Yeah. <laughs> he had to inseminate all the critters of the wall. <laughs> I spent 14 space years fucking a wall. <laughs> space years. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving critter to critter, putting my wing dang in there, unsuspecting crevices. They couldn't stop because Everybody my wing dang was unimpeded. I had an unimpeded wing dang and I had free entrance to anything I wanted. All of them were stuck to the wall, unable to move out of the way of the wing dang. Bunch of fat mouthed women going, Great barrier, my ass. Oh. Yes, it is, but I'll get through it. Bong. <laughs> uh, cheek to cheek. 
gong. My wing dang knows no impediment. Oh, 14 long space years. Am I the only one that sees this as one of the best and worst Shatner impressions I've ever heard? Am I alone in this? Come on, Jeff. That's that's the nature of the Mattingly impression. Close your eyes. Yeah. The best and worst combined. Close your eyes and I'll take you to a place where I'm using my wing dang without impediment. Ding, ding, ding. Sulu. Rock it, man. Love. <laughs> oh, bye. News you don't give a shit about. Uh, this is from a uh, Japanese import sex toy shop. And how am I not going to give a shit about yeah. that? <laughs> Paul's like already sitting up straight in his chair right now. He's like, I'm listening. This yeah, could, and could that's not all that's sitting up straight. This could affect my wing dang. <laughs> Quote. Yes. Giving off that unforgettable pungent odor of soap and youthful sweat combined deliciously together. The Japanese Virgin Girl Sweat Spray what? will bring all kinds of new smells and experiences. Spray some onto your love doll's clothing or body for unbeatable verisimilitude <laughs> and enhance your hormonal desires. Though originally designed with love dolls in mind, there is, of course, nothing to stop you from using the aroma spray to add extra realism to your favorite on a holes, used panties, and other toys and items. What was that last thing you said? On a holes. On a hole. On a holes. Yeah, those are those are the uh, various uh, fleshlights, for lack of a better word, that you put into various love dolls. On a hole. On a hole. With start O N O N. Yeah, a, a hole. hole. Yeah. On a hole. On a hole. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of... Yeah. <laughs> my wing dang proceeds without impediment to the anahole. Bring me uh, my finest anahole. So you can get the uh, Japanese Virgin Girl sweat spray. Bring me my scented anahole. For only $20. <laughs> that my wing dang may proceed without impediment. Wow. You know, there's, a, there's, that, there's that one bit in uh, the last Samurai, the last samurai where, he's, where the character's observing how the Japanese kind of take everything to a masterful level. Whatever they choose to do, they just do it to a masterful level. And these people take masturbation to a masterful level. They do. You can spend untold money. They put the master, master I mean, in I masturbation. Definitely, I definitely spent my 10,000 hours, but I, they go way beyond me. <laughs> There was some well, they're show so on, efficient. It's only like five thousand hours. There was some show oh, on Cinemax where they were showing <laughs> not, like not the, as far distance to stroke. Oh, <laughs> some of the have another drink what in the Japan fuck? and like the the buildings that they build, like the, you know, like they had one that was a subway car that they had built inside of a room, and it looked like a real fucking subway car for the exhibitionist fantasy. And just like, oh my god! I mean, I'm just—you're absolutely so, right. So you with can masturbate like the, in a subway. It's 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 incredible the lengths that and they will right go to door, to provide a subway. Yeah, I was gonna the, say get a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You would you want the subway shop. or the subway? <laughs> what the way you want the you want the special cream sauce or special cream sauce? <laughs> you want the sticky seat or a sticky seat in a restaurant? Both the sticky seat. You want a Jared, or you want a Jared on a subway car? <laughs> six inch or twelve inch? Either way, you can find <laughs> only a use kidding, for the only have six. Virgin girl I spray. Three inch, three inch, uh. three inch subway, five dollar <laughs> foot wrong. Have another drink, folks. 
At that point, you should probably finish your drink. Yeah, really. Polish off the bottle and hopefully forget about this episode. <laughs> so far. Favorite episode. <laughs> and that brings true. us to Weekend Geek. Not what? true. No more stuff we That's don't finish That's it, about? yeah. That's get. Wow. Bring me my scented on a hole <laughs> that my cock may proceed without impediment. The green one, I stopped sir, calling it a or the day. pink one? The green one or the pink one? Well, yes. Pull it out of whoever's got it. You stopped calling it a wing dang? Is that because your universal translator started working? My universal translator malfunctioned, and it called my dingle dangle a wing dang. Ah, there you go. Replica computer on Replica. a hole. Green hot. Green hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for Weekend Geek. Woo-hoo. Yeah, but I don't hope. Boy, don't sound so thrilled, Jeff and Mike. <laughs> <laughs> like your cheers were any better. Yeah! All right, all right. You got me. Here we go. go. The surviving members of the legendary Monty Python troupe are coming together for the first time in almost 15 years to make a sci-fi farce that'll combine CG and live action. Hmm. Absolutely Anything is the name of the flick. It'll be directed by Life of Brian's Terry Jones from a script he's been developing with Gavin Scott for 20 years. Wow. So far, Terry... Carrie Gilliam, uh, Michael Cleese, and Michael Palin are all set to provide voices for absolutely anything, and producers are attempting to get Eric Idle on board as well. John Cleese. Yeah. Did I say No, his son, Michael. He's No, oh, okay, he's yeah, John Cleese. My apologies, yeah. Uh, in Variety's words, a group a of aliens who endow an earthling with the power to do absolutely anything to see what a mess he'll make of things, which is precisely what happens. There's also a talking dog named Dennis who seems to understand more about the mayhem that ensues than anyone else does. I am Dennis. Sounds, sounds like vintage Python. Yeah. yeah. That does sound good. I'm curious, yeah. I'm in. Everybody's going to have Subtitled by John Cleese, my last payment to my fucking ex-wife. <laughs> wow. Yikes. Marriage is fun. No. Divorce is funner. <laughs> Wee. Get on the fun train, everybody. <laughs> We're leaving the station. Get on board. Wee. Wait, the subway or the subway? <laughs> the subway. Whoa. Feel the fun in your teeth. <laughs> Wee. It's like a party in she my mouth. She felt the fun in her teeth repeatedly. <laughs> because my wing dang was all in her mouth. <laughs> my wing dang found purchase in her mouth without impediment. <laughs> And then boom. I have to admit, you're hitting impediment perfect. I, I can't imagine the man saying it any other way. And then, and then came the mouth babies. Oh, I wasn't ready. Boom. Boom shakalaka. Mouth babies. Uh, CBS has ordered a pilot for Super Fun Night. A, is that a plane? That is. Yes, it is a plane. <laughs> they better order a pilot for it. Super How else is going to fly around? It's a multi-camera comedy that revolves around three nerdy female friends on their fun, comfortable quest to have super fun every Friday night. The Big Bang period. Yeah, pretty much. The series (laughs) from uh, Conan O'Brien's Conoco Shingle in association with Warner Brothers Television will count Bridesmaids uh, Rebel Wilson as its star, writer, and co-executive producer. O'Brien, along with Jeff Ross and uh, David Kinzinger, are attached as executive producers. All right. So it's good. So there's names behind it. There's yeah. decent names. We'll, we'll see if they can make it happen. That's, yes, we will. 
Good for them. Or if the network will give it a season to actually succeed, or they'll axe Conan before he has time to develop a new audience. What? Maybe this is his fallback. Crickets? <clears throat> Who knows? <Hello? laughs> is this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, the problem with that was your microphone. Yeah. Is this thing on? You know, <laughs> Jeff, have, you know, those things could just glide by, and and you know, we nobody would know, but yeah, you, you just sort of like... Rub, <laughs> what? You ain't fucking laughing at me? <laughs> you know, it's just, don't rub it in, man. Just, have some dignity. Just have some... <laughs> I have no dignity. I'm on this show. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> this show will rob you of your dignity. Oh. And electability. Yeah. Uh, anybody remember the story about the theaters back in the day offering vomit bags on the way to see The Exorcist? Yes. yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, two people had to be treated by EMTs due to fainting and becoming ill during a midnight screaming scre- uh, screening. Screaming. Yeah. Midnight screaming? <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Someone screams at me at midnight. midnight I, could, I could pass out. Of, of the indie horror tale VHS last week. VHS? VHS. After becoming nauseated following a particularly grotesque sequence not after the long after the film began. Uh, the movie follows a brand of criminals hired to steal a rare VHS tape, hence the title of the film. Uh, when they arrive, the thieves find a dead body among a pile of creepy tapes, and they have to start watching them all as they search for the right one. In an interview with uh, MSNBC, <laughs> co-writer Simon Barrett said the scene in question where a bone sticks out of a character's skin would probably cause even the stoutest viewer to get a bit get a bit squeamish. Quote, without spoiling anything, the film's first segment ends with a particularly intense series of scenes that involve, among other things, an injury resulting in a compound fracture that is recorded from the first-person perspective. He said. You've seen a Steven Seagal film. You've already seen that. Yeah, really. The segment, while funny in parts, is also quite intense and gory, unquote. After chatting with the couple who had to be treated, Barrett elaborated that the extreme reaction could have also been tied to a bit of exhaustion, among other factors. Quote, I surmise that they were likely tired, dehydrated, hungry, and suffering from altitude adjustment, as pretty much everyone would be after driving eight hours to Park City, he said. But... I doubt the couple would have fainted and vomited if they had gone to see the romantic comedy Sister's Sister instead. The scattered tales of revulsion coming out of Sundance seemed to be building some buzz for the flick, and it was recently acquired by Magnolia Pictures for wider distribution. Bone-breaking scenes always get me. Uh, that is something that kind of, when you see it, when you when you see like the bone shatter and it like sticks out the uh, yeah that always or yeah, that always bothers me they, I feel they like, break yeah. the, the elbow the other way and it goes yeah. ah! <laughs> or the, the, you see the leg move in a way that just legs yeah. never are meant to move that it, it, that affects me has everyone in the room had a broken bone at some point in their life yes no way back when no yeah. knock on wood yeah right. Right. Oh, don't one. knock on it too oh, hard hold on yeah, I'll get, give, for give me a minute yeah no, oh, when broken I broke boner my, <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Broken ding-wang. Can I have some sympathy, Paul, please? God, I broke damn. my foot doing something, like, completely innocuous. I, like, stepped down uh, off a step on the side of my foot, Ouch. which I've done before. Yeah. You know, a thousand times. No no big issue. And then, you know, when the foot swelled up twice the size later on, I'm like, I should probably mm. have this looked at. And sure enough, I broke the bone. I'm like, it didn't even hurt. I mean, it wasn't like a... Toughy. Yeah. Yeah, really. It didn't it didn't seem well, like you, anything. you probably so, I mean, broke you a can. couple bones, right? Cuz the foot doesn't is it the That's foot awesome. or the hand that has the most bones I in the body? I think it's foot. Yeah. 
Well, I actually, I'd only broke the, the bones one. It was on the, the side. Of the no side way. Of it. Just all one. Yeah. All but one. That sucks. All but, but one. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Every bone's connected to the foot bone. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you can, you can literally break a bone bones. doing something that you do a hundred times oh, sure. a day. It's just like one slight little difference and boom. So, but yeah. Anyway, but good sorry. for viral marketing. I mean, if you have a, a good scary movie, just have a couple friends come in and pass out. Yeah. yeah. There right? You go. Or have Paul stand up half mom. hour into it. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. <laughs> I'm out of here. Or just have me pass What's out this? during the episode. Half hour into a movie recording. at my house? Is that what you're saying? Not at your house. Where? Oh, at a movie? Yeah. yeah you just go, fuck yeah. it. Yeah. I don't do that out very often. <laughs> I know. That's why people will be like, he doesn't do this very often. Let's go see this movie. <laughs> How bad was this movie um, that, no, that <laughs> Paul had to said, walk out? Fuck it. Yeah, how soon did Paul walk out? Have you guys ever seen the uh, Nine Inch Nails bootleg broken mo- movie video compilation? No. The, no. the Notorious? No. Yeah. I've heard of it. I haven't watched it. It's awesome. I have it. I have a bootleg copy from way back on VHS. Yeah. And it is. It remind, We talking about this reminded me of that because there's a whole sequence uh, for Gave Up. Where the whole pretense is this guy has kidnapped someone and is forcing them to watch Nine Inch Nails videos in their torture dungeon. Okay. While they're, while they're torturing them. It certainly it, would be torture. It, oh. <laughs> Circle gets a square. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Trent Reznor, Oscar, Oscar winner Trent Reznor. Yeah. How many Oscars his, you got, his Jeff? Sits and, on his golden throne right, and laughs. Exactly. Because exactly. <laughs> he's the fucking pimp 82. He's amazing. Um, <laughs> Sits on his golden throat and impregnates. Yes, he's awesome. <laughs> yes. Mouth baby. Wow, 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 baby. Um, anyway, it is it is one of those that it doesn't show everything. It shows enough. It's all these super quick cuts. It was saw before saw, basically. Okay. Uh, Eli Roth got a copy of this and went, "Oh, okay, I can make this work." <laughs> it, it's, it, I heard it had the feel of a snuff film. It, that's exactly yeah. what it is. It's and it's super creepo, and it ends with like, and I mean, you, you get these flashes of like these phalluses um, rummaging through what appears to be uh, an open chest cavity. It's just it's, rummaging. Yeah, it, it's horrific. <laughs> wow. wow, it's horrific. Wow. That's a my mind really can't picture a, the rummaging horrific. part. It's horrific. It's yeah. horrific. I mean, it, 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 it's 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 grotesque. what are they looking for? They're like American pictures. They're looking for a mouth. Oh, look. <laughs> God, that show. Almost there. Yeah. Wait. Oh, no, wait. Oh, well, this will do. It's something to see, though. It's something to see. But, uh, yeah. Um, that, that, <laughs> that'll scare you. And it's funny. Like, if you ever hear see Your description his, scares me. His interviews is like, he's like, we didn't set out to make the most disturbing thing in the world. It's just that's what we did. <laughs> it's what happened. Yeah. But we did it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good. Well, I mean. For what it's it's like ah <laughs> it's good if you're into it it's well it's just frightening that's all yeah. and it's but I mean also you gotta effective go, you, it's effective exactly and it's super go, effective it's effective a, it's a movie uh, the massive commercial and critical success of X Men First Class meant we we're almost guaranteed to see a sequel sooner or later well we still don't know when but we do know that the sequel is happening and that Vaughn will be back to direct. And a story announcing a new multi-year deal for 20th Century Fox production. President Emma Watts' deadline also reported that a deal to get Vaughn back in the director's chair for another mutant flick was just closed. Brian Singer will also return as producer on the flick. And Simon Kinsberg, whose previous experience with mutants includes co-producing First Class and co-writing X-Men Last Stand, 
will write at least the first draft uh, of the pit. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, <laughs> well, wait a uh, minute. He co-wrote first he, class? No, no, no. He co-produced first uh, class, co-wrote Last Stand. That information what? just gave me testicular cancer. <laughs> we don't know if he's the reason why it went bad, though. And Dude, he, I think Brett Ratner is the reason. Wow. And he's writing the first That's draft. Definitely... He won't be writing the last oh, one. Listening right. to Just Mike putting the just in Just Mike. <laughs> he's probably right. <laughs> he's probably right. Who knows? Yeah, the the writers are the low man on the totem pole when it comes to the, the whole production. They don't, they don't, they don't make the oh, Ra- no. Ratner is known to be a obsessive... A rat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, a rat. rat. Uh, control freak. Mm-hmm. And like every scene has to be composited the way he wants it, you know, script to be damned. If you ever watch any of the behind-the-scenes stuff about, like, like, making of Rush Hour and all that, he's, he's like, okay, but l- let's do it this way, and let's do this, and it's... So, I, my, my personal belief, and, it's, you know, my own, I think he was the reason that that third, that X-Men Last Stand did so poorly. Oh, yeah. Um, I think the script probably could have used a little more polish, yeah. but when you go through three people... There are three director changes before you get to Brett Ratner, and they start billing the film as a Brett Ratner film. It's like X Men Three, a Brett Ratner film. You're looking at you're looking at trouble. He did the damage. Anyway, anybody have a Ratner film they enjoy? I like the, the first, first two. Hour. The first two rush hours were okay, good. So the third was one was yeah. god awful. And I, I'm not honestly sure what else he's directed. To be honest with you. Other than the X Men and Ghost Rider, didn't he do that? Didn't he do that? Did he do Ghost Rider? He did the first Ghost Rider. He did Rider. that dumb really? show on uh, Fox, didn't he? That with uh, he had some show on Fox. The, the two cops who were all about racing cars. I don't know. Fast Lane. Yes, I think that was Brett Ratner's first job. Um, I know that show existed. Or he produced it or something. I don't know. Are you looking up Ratner right now? Yes. All right. All right. To the internet. Get back to us when you get back to us with his latest. Mysterious island drama Alcatraz lost creator J.J. Abrams opted to build the story around a real island, telling the fictional tale of more than 300 inmates and guards who disappeared in 1963. Apparently, some fans of the Fox show missed the part about it being fictional. Since the series began, the National Park Service has reported issues with overzealous tourists sneaking away from guided tours of the closed mega prison to look for secret rooms showcased on the show. <laughs> After some were caught by employees, uh, Parks Rep Ac- Alexandra Picavet told gossip site TMZ that several of the wanderers admitted they were looking for the high-tech control room that serves as the base of operation for Hauser's team <laughs> with finding the 63s. Sweet. Wow. But of course, what the, the secret nurse... What the dumbass is happening on Earth? <laughs> they, what they... the dumbass? It's not Earth anymore. It's Earth. <laughs> it is Earth. Fuck. <laughs> But it ain't another Earth. I, I grew up on this Earth. Earth. Oh! But of course, the secret nerve center allegedly located underneath the prison doesn't actually exist. Sneaky fans have become so much of an issue <laughs> that the park's deve- de- department has forced to post signs informing visitors that I some of the sites shown show. on the show are not real. For example, this message now greets visitors to the tourist trap. Quote, The TV show Alcatraz is fictional. Many areas it depicts are not real. Closed areas protect you, historic structures, and nesting birds. Unquote. Yeah, there's there's a lot of places that are closed off on that island because they're unfit for occupation. I mean, the, the, there are pieces of that island that are literally crumbling mm. because of age and and 
right. you know, no upkeep. And the fact that you might mysteriously disappear through yeah. a time hole a time has vortex. nothing to do with it. Basement of the Alamo. Well, I want, I'm curious how, uh, how the their Alamo. tourism is ticked up since the show. Oh, I'm sure it it's going like, yeah, imagine people going. It will. It's a good thing. Yeah. You need to build the sets from the show right. onto the... Onto the prison and just show them here. This is where it is. <laughs> Everybody wants to that go to jail. That top secret thing you see on TV on this fictional show, it's right here. That's where it really happens. Like, uh, that's with- true. When I was in high school, I was this close to allowing our local jail to allow me and my friend to stay overnight in a cell. Everybody wants to go to jail. Yeah. Everybody's dumb. Well, the the, the TV show Stargate, uh, when they gave real tours hold on, through Norad. Go back, go back. What did you call it? Stargate. What did you call it? A TV Stargate show? Stargate SG-1, yes. The TV mm, show. That's being pretty pretty generous. <laughs> okay. Are we going to start this again? <laughs> or are you going to let me finish my statement? I'll say, I'll, yeah. say, I'll say a ham-fisted adapted radio play. I'll give you that. Lord. You never watched the I'll give show. You, I'll give you sock puppetry. <laughs> Did, give you last that. time we went through this, you admitted you'd never watched the series. And I still haven't. So, I never so, will. so again, you're judging something with no evidence to support your 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 belief. SG one stands for salad grater. What? Salad grater one. Wow. Yeah. You know. Well. Anyway, hey, hey guys, Paul's got to have one every episode. And there it was. <laughs> Instead of Jeff's crickets, we get the nuclear explosion. <laughs> Well, that's obviously why you don't but like the crickets it. You think you're talking about salad. That's why I don't like it. I'm like, I don't want to watch this salad show. Salads is what food eats. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. So, so go ahead. Um, what about <laughs> when they're doing a tour? So at the real NORAD, so there lots of tours, and there was a closet that they put a Stargate command sign on. Just because people would walk Closet. through, that'd be awesome. And they, they open it up. They, and they, they knew people weren't. This name? is the difference between There's their the fans. coming out. They knew that there was not a real <laughs> secret base under NORAD. Shakes your hand. But in order to you know give a little fan service to. The tourists, they add this closet that had a, is there a, a Stargate, doll in it? Stargate Command sign on the door. With an on a and, exactly. and they would point it out. They would say, and also on your right here is the door that leads to the elevator, which takes you to the Stargate Command. Would people open the door? And there's, there's, no, a, there's, there's a, a mop. No. There's a big, there was a big, there was a big laugh, and everybody's like, ah, oh, funny. It's a big cardboard, but at least. Anyway. No, MacGyver doll. Who builds a MacGyver doll? He could. The Japanese. About two minutes. The Japanese. The Japanese. With a paper clip and a rubber band. Yeah. Yep. And he comes out and he's all, Some hey, I'm tape. MacGyver in space with liquid mirror places. Whee! <laughs> Watch place? my show. <laughs> Took some saran wrap and a pipe and made an on a hole. Oh. That's, that's another word for a Stargate. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a starfish gate. Starfish game. No. Talk about your wow brown dwarf. (laughs) That deserves two drinks, folks. (laughs) Chocolate starfish gate. Well, we've had the dick, we've had the ass. Where was the fart? (laughs) Give me a minute. (laughs) Well, if you've had the dick and the ass, you got the fart. Fart's inevitable. (laughs) Wait till I'm done, son. The fart will come through without impediment. Decloaking off the aft. Oh, Jesus. My wing dang. 
without impediment, slides through the fart air <laughs> and finds rest <laughs> in its newly cleared hangar deck. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. My, my wing dang is going to dock in your hangar deck. Oh. Clear it out. Clear out. Get get that ship off that docking bay. <laughs> Release the clamps. Plark. Plank. Plark. That, plank that thing. <laughs> Plank that thing out of there before I... Retract ooh. all moorings. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, I will be greeted with impediment. Thrusters <laughs> at station keeping. Uh. <laughs> 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 Thru- what the hell? <laughs> Wait a minute. He never laughed like that. Thrusters on full, thrusters on full lower GI. Full impulse ooh, power. Full impact power. Oh, oh, no. Oh, we've got corn through the shields. Oh. Corn through the oh. shields. That corn will go through anything. Oh. Corn! Oh. Oh. All right, Just Mike speaks, ladies and gentlemen. Just Michael slides in the hole. Oh. Have a drink. Oh. I didn't Slide want to be a part of it, base it, for the school. It, it, yeah, it, it, but it you got done. swept up in I it, did, didn't it, you? They swept me up. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh man, do we have any other news? Oh, you bet I do. Good. <laughs> We've known for a while that Marvel has scheduled two yet-to-be-revealed movies for 2014. Now, thanks to one of the stars of Captain America, we may know what they are. Captain America two, uh, with Iron Man three and Thor two already booked for 2013. Marvel is also holding two dates for the following year, May 16th, 2014, and June 27th, 2014, for its next two movies, which have yet to be officially announced. But now, thanks to Neil McDonough, who played uh, Dum Dum Duggan in last year's Captain America, the First Avenger, we might have discovered the plans. Uh, McDonough told told Empire, they're planning to go into production for Captain America 2 for the end of this year, because Marvel does one film at a time. So they're going to do Thor 2, and as soon as Thor 2 is wrapped, they'll do Cap 2. So that's one. That's two. But McDonough kept talking. Hopefully right after that, we'll jump into Nick Fury, because that's the one I'm looking forward to more than anything. It'll be me, Sam Jackson, in the real Marvel Universe, Dum Dum Duggan is Nick Fury's right-hand man, unquote. Now, certainly Captain America 2 is a given, but a Nick Fury or S.H.I.E.L.D. movie has only been a rumor up till now. Then again, Samuel Jackson signed a nine-picture contract with Marvel, so he's got five to go. So it might make somewhere sense somewhere he'll get his own adventure. Well, hey, any <laughs> any improvement over Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, starring David Hasselhoff? <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Will whoa. be an improvement. Don't hassle the Hoff. I wouldn't hassle the Hoff, but apparently the Hoff hassles people, according oh. to a, a, a mutual friend that uh, works at got the hassled. Venetian. Oh. Got hassled by Venetian hassling. Well, and apparently he was also ha- hassling gondoliers from the from the side of the. Uh, what do you mean hassling? You suck! Is that he, like, yeah, he was like shouting at him while they were doing. That's their not job. how you were, row a boat. Yeah, stuff like that. Apparently wow. he was uh, on the sauce. Oh, uh, what? And, had to be, and, and what? was apparently quietly escorted out. Quiet. <laughs> what? Quietly escorted out by Kit. Come on, Michael. <laughs> People don't like this. Come on, get in the car, Michael. Michael, I'll David, back out the I mean, so they can't I mean, see you. Da- I'll use your real name, David. Get in me, get in me right now. Oh, here we we're go. Le- we're leaving. <laughs> we're leaving. We're leaving as soon as you get inside me. <laughs> <laughs> David, get inside me, so we can leave. 
Look, my front eye goes back and forth. Front Get inside eye? me. <laughs> what the hell? What? <laughs> Get inside me. You can press the turbo button. David. It's just a cyclops kneeling over. There Get you go. <laughs> <laughs> this thing has really come off the rails today. <laughs> Hence Paul's favorite episode ever. Yep. I, think it, I think it might be. I was being facetious before, but things are going well. <laughs> oh, Paul, that's a great villain line. We gotta, we gotta make an audio clip of that. Things are going well, too, in his Just perspective. Being facetious before, but things are going well. <laughs> I want you to edit that out, Torgo, and make it my ringtone. <laughs> Paul calls me. <laughs> I was being facetious before, but things are going well. <laughs> <laughs> One of the last times we heard professionals not bemoan piracy was in a few interviews with people in the comic book industry, quoting, most likely anyone who pirates our comics aren't going to buy them anyway, so we're not losing money. But, there you go. But we are gaining fans, unquote. Now, Mikhail Head, chief executive of Rovio, the company that took over mobile gaming market with Angry Birds, has a similar point of view. Quote, piracy may not be a bad thing and get us more business by the end of the day, unquote. A similar view that both the... Uh, let's see. Oh, I lost my place. Get uh, in me. Get well, basically, me. piracy can act as a demo or a token of good faith that if a pirate enjoys the product, they'll likely more, spend more money on it at the end of the day or might spend money on a new product from the same company gaining some internet cred he said that rovio could learn from the music industry quote and the terrible ways the music industry has tried to combat piracy unquote yep he views it as futile to try to quash piracy through the courts unless the products in question are harmful to the angry birds franchise or ripping off fans uh, one may quickly respond that pirates downloading angry birds for free would be harmful to the franchise but one must remember that the franchise was already wildly successful. So Head is probably referring to the fact that missing out on a few thousand 99-cent downloads probably doesn't destroy a franchise that quite literally took over the mobile gaming market. Right. Uh, gaining more internet cred, he said, quote, We took something from the music industry, which was to stop treating the customers as users and start treating them as fans. Continuing to say, If we lose that fan base, our business is done. But if we can grow that fan base, our business will grow. Unquote. You know, I, I, that's, that's an interesting perspective because I have found that companies that don't treat their, their end users as just that, but as, you know, they, they cultivate the, the product, you know, from like a fan perspective and, you know, uh, and give it to the people that would, that would use it like that, you know, that would, I, I'm trying to see what I'm trying to say here. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you trying Barry to say Mullen, Barry Mullen, Jeff, Jeff. Yeah. Good yeah. story. Good story. Good story. Just said? <laughs> but they treat them like they're on the same level as, as you know, we're fans right. of the product. We know you're yeah. fans of the product, too. We appreciate, you know, that you like our product as opposed to, well, here, pay me for this thing. Jim what? Sterling from Destructoid, uh, if any of you have ever taken in any of his stuff, has some really wonderful recently anti-anti-piracy rants where he's just like he's come around full circle and he's like piracy is fine i have no problem with it 
I have no yeah. problem with it whatsoever. Well, I mean, it's gone this on and this and this and this and all these other reasons. But he's he's got some really interesting uh, intellectual debates about it, and uh, and he's coming and 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 the way that companies handle anti piracy measures and the way they're trying to things like SOPA and people and all that kind of <laughs> thing is just like you know what you guys are adding fuel to the fire. And it, at the end of the day, his basic thing is consumers pay for convenience. If you make it as easy or easier to get a product delivered to your consumer in a very concise way. Right now, piracy is not that easy. It's yeah. not easy no, for, a, really for, a, for a person to pirate a, th- a thing. You have to know your way around that shit. Mm-hmm. And it's somewhat mm-hmm. dangerous. Yeah, there's risk you know, involved. There's all kinds of... The it's average like, user, yeah, yeah, does not know like, how to do it. It's like, you know, things like Netflix are putting a dent in movie piracy because it's become a simple, easy interface way yep. for consumers to take in content. And that kind of thing is going to work. But that's where it's got to go. Spend your money on developing better delivery systems rather than struggling to stop yeah. the few pennies that you're... Well, the, 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 the first line in what, what Torgo read says it. It's like the people who pirate are, tend not to be the, planning on spending the money in the first place. Exactly. It does not r- honestly reflect lost revenue. Nope. There is some, but overall it really truly doesn't. Nope. Yeah, and, and there's like a thing enough. And they're doing, doing it. They're doing it anyway. What that whole thing about the mega upload guy. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, and, and, and Neil, Neil Gaiman actually says something similar along those lines. He's like, like I have no problem with people pirating my books because they're going to read their my books. They're going to be fans of my stuff, and they'll be more likely to buy something of mine in the future because they are a fan of mine rather than just reading a book. Exactly. And he's absolutely yeah. right. And the other thing that kills me is like these companies are spending billions of dollars a year to fight piracy. Which pales in comparison to what they consider to be their lost revenues. Yes, they're spending more to combat <clears throat> piracy than they would actually that well than that what they put down on paper as their net loss because of piracy. But a lot so of what it, they're it's, claiming it's, as combating piracy expenditure is yeah. actually controlling media outlet and trying mm-hmm. to get a stranglehold yeah. on content providers. Well, that's type. part of it. The yeah, other, they also pay a lot of lobbyists. Yeah, yeah that's what Congress I mean. It's, too. it's frightening. They're 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 trying to they're trying to make it so when you purchase a thing, you don't own it. Oh, you don't. If you ever read a an and yeah, use your license up. agreement right now, the thing that piece of music that you bought, you don't own it. You license the right to play it repeatedly until they decide that you don't get a chance that you don't um, have the future future opportunity to listen to it anymore. It's like we're going to take that back right now. Oh, and if you have any problem with that, just read your end-user license agreement. No. It's crazy, man. Well, it seems like every week somebody does something stupid. So mm-hmm. let's uh, let's go to a story along that, that vein, gentlemen. All right. So long as we care about it. I want to go on a story along this vein. Uh, without impediment. <laughs> Goo. <laughs> right through. <laughs> Study the vein. Do something foolish. Put it in your mouth. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Van Bryan. Read my vein lines. Lee Van Cleef? Lee Van Cleef. Lee Van Bryan. The, uh... Lee, Lee Van Cleef was the master, right? Yes. Yeah. I was just thinking about that when you were talking about... Shokasuji pops, pops his clutch and tells Van Cleef to eat his dust. The master of Vader. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys ever see Return of the, Revenge of the Ninja? Yes. It's the greatest movie ever made. It was on... It's the greatest. I don't know if I have or not. Probably oh, not if it's the greatest movie the, ever. The, the Destro Ninja is the bad guy. No, has, I have not has, seen he has, a, he has a metal face. He, he made Rick and I watch it one night at his place. He had just got it on DVD and he was so proud. I, you look at your eyes. Wow. This is one of, it, 
It's, it's, it's a terrible movie. It's one of my favorite movies ever. Made. <laughs> wow. It's so great. Your eyes are like maniacal yes, talking he's, about it. He's really it's wow. It's so great. It's got every terrible thing. It starts off in this little Chinese village and uh, or Japanese village and these uh these ladies get killed in a hot tub and their tits are all hanging out and all this crazy shit and it's like, "Oh, it's 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 like the legend of Ricky, that kind it's, of thing." It's a like, consummate 80s film yeah, for sure. It's like if you're 13 and you play video games and you're a boy, you will love this movie. <laughs> you will love. Or never this left movie. that. Yeah. It's so good. It's cheesy, delicious. Like really, the, the ninja <laughs> is breaking into a. The evil ninja is breaking into a door. Right, he's lock picking a door, and a guy is coming up behind him to get him, and so he real quick tosses some some uh, tacks over his shoulder. Okay, and then he tosses some balls. And the guy slips on the balls and his face lands in the tacks and he gets up. Well, You're right. 13 <laughs> year old would love a it. Face full of tacks. 13 year old me loves but that. But that's where it stops. It's not, I mean, the guy just had a face full of tacks. He probably could have kept doing something or going, hey, stop breaking into but the thing. But that stopped him. But that's where it stops. <laughs> oh, okay. He comes up with a face full of tacks and then maybe he died. I don't know. <laughs> maybe the poison tax. But there's like art smuggling involved. It's great. God, that's a great That's movie. what turns it around the corner. You gotta see Art Revenge that's of the true. Ninja. Revenge yeah, I mean, I think, of I think the ninjas, Ninja. I do think art smuggling. Right. Yeah. Revenge of the Ninja. Is it awesome? On, is it on Netflix? Instant Cube? Look for it. I think it is. Okay. You're that of the five dollar bin at your local Seven Eleven. Oh, oh it's it's not even five dollars. <laughs> it's like it's like in the two dollar bin. It's cheaper than five dollars, but it's so good. It's in the we'll pay you five dollar bin. <laughs> I swear to God, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. If you like any MST type <laughs> movies, you will love this film, folks. It is that cheesy. Makes sense. It is cheesy so fun. Good. Cheesy, delicious fun. <laughs> oh, my God. Revenge of the Ninja. I don't even know if Lee Van Cleef is in it. But it, just makes, <laughs> it just makes me think of him. So I think you're thinking of the Master tangential Ninja from connection MST. isn't even a connection. There's not even a connection there. Okay. So watch Revenge of the Ninja. So Lee Van Bryan. <laughs> yes. yes. He's a bar manager from Coventry, England was planning on having a good time during his trip to the United States last week. In a series of tweets, he announced his intention to party his ever-loving brain out while in the U.S. His words, perhaps a little crude, but Van Bryan could not possibly imagine the fervor his uh, flippant tweets would earn him. When his plane landed at Los Angeles International Airport, Van Bryan and his companion, Emily Bunting, were arrested for tweeting. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Prior to leaving the UK, the Daily Mail said Van Bryan tweeted, quote, free this week for quick gossip slash prep before I go and destroy America, unquote. <laughs> he also threatened some of our most valuable landmarks in a different tweet. Three weeks today, we're totally in L.A., pissing people off on Hollywood Boulevard and digging Marilyn Monroe up. The law enforcement officers that detained Van Bryan and Bunting apparently lacked a sense of humor, or at least common sense enough to realize that this pair was completely innocuous. Van Bryan says that his attempts to explain his comment about destroying America simply imply that he intended to party extremely hard while in the country. Not only did investigators not believe him, they also weren't fans of the American television program Family Guy, from which the comment about exhuming Marilyn Monroe comes. Instead, investigators took the tweets com- completely seriously. Oh, Lord. Their luggage was searched, Van Bryan saying that investigators were looking for spades and shovels with which to dig up the long-dead American 
I- icon Marilyn Monroe. Because they're very hard to find in L.A. Yeah. You've got to bring your shit with you. Yeah, they, they went on to accuse Bunting of intending to play the role of lookout at Monroe's tomb. Tomb, they said. While Van oh. Bryan She's did the She's buried deed. in a wall, isn't she? Yeah, exactly. What are they looking for? The, the great wall. After, oh, after spending... She's buried in a wall. <laughs> yeah. Where my... Wing dang will find no impediment. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> After spending 12 hours in custody, the pair was put on a plane headed to Paris. They were told Ooh, la, la. They were told they would have to apply for visas from the US embassy if they ever intended to visit the United States in the future. Yep. The Daily Mail quotes the they don't charge. Have to do that normally? You can come to no, 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 no. United Kingdom. They can, you can show up and you get the whole little. Yeah, hey, we're all friends here. Can I visit? Sure, special relationship. Now the Daily Mail quotes the charge sheet for Van Bryan. Oh yeah, this is good. These are the charges. He had posted on his Twitter website account that he was coming to the United States to dig up the grave of Marilyn Monroe. Also on his Twitter account, Mr. Bryan posted he was coming to destroy America. Unquote. Now, Todd, the, um, the, the, the photo stat that I saw in this article, mm-hmm. they actually referred to it as a tweeter account. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did misspeak that. that is, ah, you corrected them. Yeah, I you did. You shill for the man. I do. Also on his tweeter account. You're yeah. right. <laughs> wow. That is the quote. Tweeter account. Yes, because they're on top of it. Yeah. And she was uh, arrested. The, the, the formal charge that I read was that she was arrested for being with him. It was for traveling yeah. with him. It was like yeah. accomplice. That's accomplice. that's like those are our anti-terrorism laws, folks. Is like she was with him, and that <laughs> was her insane. crime. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah. Drano, yeah. The membrano. Oh, things insane. We are fucked. <laughs> fucked. Three ways to sideways. Well, enjoy your trip to China. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up about that. <laughs> <laughs> the walls have ears. <laughs> Great walls have great ears. <laughs> oh, right in their ear. Goo. Can you hear where I'm coming from? <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm coming from my wing dang. Oh. Wow. By coming from, I mean ejaculating. Barry is psychically punching you in the arm right Splooge. now. Splooge. <laughs> Splooge. Did you hear it? It's a number one hit. Uh. <laughs> what? Splooge or uh? Splooge and uh. Here's a tympanic tickle for you. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Tympanic tickle. Ew. This is the real wet willy. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You brought Jeff around. You went over Jeff. Finally. Take it all night. <laughs> Tympanic tickle is pretty damn funny, but they said this is the real wet willy. <laughs> Tickle. That's that's old Star Trek lingo for uh, Ferengi uh, Umox. Is it? Yeah, tympanic tickle. That's a that's a Umox technique. Okay. <laughs> we Klingons know this shit. I will take your word for it. Yes. DC Comics announced that when Captain Marvel joins the DC New Universe later this year, he will actually be the superhero formerly known as Captain Marvel. DC is officially changing his name to Shazam. Finally. Uh. So after they no longer have to worry about the trademark infringement and sanity of having a character named after their main industry rival. 
As DC man Jeff Johns correct, correctly told Newsarama, most non-comic fans think the character's name is Shazam anyways. Yeah. Plus, thanks to that same trademark law, DC has been prohibited from calling him Captain Marvel on everything <laughs> that matters anyway, so that's all done. Very good. Shazam, officially, now. No Shazam. longer Captain Marvel. Shazam. No longer just the wizard that he calls upon for his power. A, a stronger yen and competition from smartphones were the reasons given by Nintendo for its projection of its first annual loss in over three decades. It's crazy. Yep. The world is coming to an end, y'all. For the fiscal year ending March, the Big N has expanded its expected loss from $260 million to $838 million. God! Oh, Mario is taking it in the shorts. In a bit of silver lining to the forecast, Nintendo president uh, has told the press that Wii U will ship worldwide this coming holiday season. Yeah, whatever. Uh, quote, Nintendo's profitability may get lower in the long term because people are starting to stay away from video game consoles. Unquote. Yeah, that's the reason. That's No one's going to get video Stay consoles. Stay away from video games. Well, video game consoles are going away. I really... I I wonder if I'll buy a next generation Xbox. Well, that oh, next gen Xbox? Right. I don't believe you in Xbox. the They're talking about being out media. like next All year. Yeah, so. I mean, if it's still... If it still has... But I mean, I'm, have you heard the rumor that what? it won't play used games? No, I haven't heard that rumor, but I wouldn't be no. surprised. The rumors it won't play used games. That so would buy everything's going to mm. have proprietary codes and shit like that. I don't know. That would that would bite it in the ass. I got a feeling they'll be fighting that actually. Well, it's just going to be. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, there's something to having a, a copy of a game. Exactly. That you know, just having it all on your hard drive and in the cloud ain't cool. No, hard drives break. Hard drives fail. Yep. And the cloud, well, is failure. I don't know, man. I don't know. Seriously, I can I can see myself. I don't know. Well, I can see myself not buying the next Xbox. Apparently, they're going to introduce the I Wii can, U in June and I can hope to have it out myself. by November. Actual consoles for sale by November for the holiday season. We'll see. Well, we'll see. I hope we'll my fortunes see. continue to turn and I'm making money and I can churn. spend it on crazy shit like that. That'd be fun. Well, moving along the same lines, despite many rumors having circulated around the net in recent weeks, Representatives from Microsoft and Sony have stated they are not looking to unveil new hardware at the upcoming E3, no, which is to be held in Los Angeles this June. Develop Online reports that the French marketing director for Microsoft has gone on record about the unveiling of a new console to French magazine Le Point in which, stating La Point, which translates yeah. the point. Oh, yeah. in stating that E3 is still premature and there'll be nothing new in 2012. <clears throat> And according to uh, Cedric Delamax... Like my mouth babies. They can't get big enough in that mouth. According to Cedric Delamax, the life cycle for Xbox 360 is not at all finished, with the evidence to be found in the fact that Microsoft will not be lowering the retail price of the Xbox 360 this year. They've already lowered it as about as far down as they can. These bitches want to eat, and they got a whole mouthful of baby. <laughs> Swallow it on down. No, <laughs> no. It'll just, just come back like, up. It's like it's like veal. Ooh. <laughs> what? Whoa! Not, wait! Whoa! Whoa! Not, not the way these ladies keep their cheeks. Oh. <laughs> In an interview with the same magazine, like a, the CEO it's run like a Soviet youth hostel. The hmm. CEO of PlayStation France stated that even though the company is under a lot of pressure to put out a next generation PlayStation, the company will most likely be the last to actually show its hand in the new console war. Show its hand. 
And the Entertainment Software Association, more commonly known as the ESA, has announced that the state of California will be reimbursing around $950,000 for legal expenses made during the U.S. Supreme Court case in June 2011. The ruling ruling in this case granted video games the same protection with regards to freedom of speech as enjoyed by media such as films and books. So far, the ESA has already received more than $3.1 million to cover all the legal expenses it incurred during the legal battle. Part of that the funds received will be donated to an after-school program related to video game development that will be launched by the ESA next spring. Nice. And finally, Star Wars Underworld. The live-action TV Star Wars drama currently being developed. It has been described in previous interviews as being a gangster drama like The Godfather with mob bosses and bounty hunters. Yeah. It would be Empire Strikes Back on steroids, unquote. Yeah, it'll be... (laughs) Well... um, why do you come to meet her on the day of my daughter's wedding? <laughs> <laughs> you, sir, no, sir, you can ask her one favor of me, sir. What's it gonna be, sir? Hmm? Also, Nasa, Misa want to be in a movie. And director want to put me in a movie. Misa got a movie, boss Nasa. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Look a bratsy sleeper with the fishies. <laughs> And so do you, sir. <laughs> Underneath the water, here on the Naboo. Miss no like the Naboo. Rub them out. Well, a plot point from one of the first series episodes has been revealed. This is a, a spoiler for you. That a Wookiee not... gets his hair caught in a door. Yes. <laughs> oh, and steps, no. And steps in the poopy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> At the same time. Oh, my, my. <laughs> it's a spoiler for those who want to avoid knowing anything about the series, but since there's a possibility it may never actually happen, I say take it. The news comes from Ain't It Cool News, and here's what's revealed. Quote, one of the series' first episodes will involve a group of bandits acquiring the capability of time travel. Ass bandits. Oh my, what? And using it to travel back in time to stop Darth Vader from ever existing. They need to go back a little further and stop George Lucas from fucking with the series. Oh! <laughs> Just my Wouldn't that be meta? That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Interdimensional travel. Boba Fett shows up at Skywalker Ranch. Yeah. I heard you're planning a new trilogy. (laughs) That'd actually be a little funny. uh, What? What did you hear? Short film is, you know, Lucas's bodyguard to protect him from the time travelers who keep trying to kill him. Yeah. From his own uh, imagined world. Exactly. I wonder, just pure speculation, what interesting events would come out of if, if time travel were possible and somebody took the current remastered trilogy took it back in time and showed 1977 George no. Lucas the films what kind of pure venom would come out of it it's like who's, I did this I would never have done anything yeah, like it, that it's, it's already happened it's just that's that's a whole alternate timeline who's that we never will see it didn't happen who knows a whole new earth was created just for that event a whole new earth yeah. no, another earth another, another earth, earth. Another, another, another earth <laughs> look up in the sky that's another apostrophe earth apostrophe in spit take <laughs> yeah man earth. I thought that blow your fucking mind <laughs> can you believe that shit whole another earth guess what's up there another, another you space wall another me space wall not near the earth space the space wall. wall way on the edge of space watch out where my cock finds no impediment <laughs> and that's no the, impediment to my cock and that's um. the, all the impediment we have what do you have write to us comments at uglycouchshow.com my cock finds no impediment uh. and uh. watch the ugly couch show we tell you what to read what to watch what to play watch it 
Watch it. What to read? What to watch to play? Or what to watch? What watch to read? the and show. And keep coming with the Facebook likes. We love it. Keep spreading yeah, the show. Tell your friends. Spread the seed. Spread it. Spread the seed. Spread it so <laughs> that I may find no impediment. <laughs> spread it in mouths. Tell your friends to spread it. Be that lucky winner of the real wet willy. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I announced that, so I'm now responsible for that contest. Yep. Uh-oh. Oh, you'd be happy to provide that winning prize. That's right. A wiener in the ear. All will. And then unfortunately, it's Professor Biggs. Oh! oh. God yeah. damn it. Hold he's, still so he, we can get this over with. He keeps, <laughs> he keeps entering the contest. That was a good Biggs. He enters the contest over and over. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I keep entering this contest? Keeps making false Facebook pages just to keep adding on. Until he yeah. invents a time machine and just does it that way. It wins over and over again. And over and over. <laughs> the next time we see him, he's just got cum-crusted ears. <laughs> Se- I won! Semen dripping from his head. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I know I've been a while since I've been here. I've gone deaf from ear-fucking. <laughs> Jeez, you have a speech impediment. <laughs> yes, I can't hear anything. My ears full of cum. I can't even hear where you're coming from anymore. Uh, and until next week, I am Master Dorgo. Ears full of cum. <laughs> 80s, Jeff. Commander K. Just Michael. We'll talk to you next week in Geek. Uh, Nasty. Crusty. Uh, uh, so oh, I'm about to give butt to a mouth baby. Screw this show. I'm not doing it. Let's show ever. Yay. What would you do if actually future you came back into the past and talked to past you before the Ugly Couch Show and said, don't do the Ugly Couch Show, whatever you do? I would have them as a guest on the Ugly Couch Show. Oh! <laughs> there you go. Paradox. Here on the Ugly Couch Show, we have future me. I said I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do this. <laughs> I, I never agreed to this. This, this is Get not... your dick out of my ear. <laughs> <laughs> the future Cheney? <laughs> future, future Paul turned into Cheney. <laughs> Explained it all. Get out of me. Nobody fucks me in the ear. I fuck other people <laughs> in the ear. I get, you get right out of me right now. Get on out.